what actually happened was, um, well, the government of Nauru wanted me to participate at the 92 Barcelona games. Um, little did they know that we have to be a member first. So once they found out, we made arrangements um, through our leaders, our president and the prime minister from Samoa to see if they can help me out and make sure I participate at the Olympic Games, considering the uh, standard that I was in. And from there, everything worked out well, where the Samoan government gave me uh, a passport to compete for them. Do you still have that passport? Yes, I still have that passport. It's expired, but I still have it. I can renew it, I guess, if I wanted to. So I'm, I'm basically a dual citizen now. I'm just being a little bit cheeky because I know with your parliamentary career and I know in Australia and, and in Nauru, dual citizenship has been a bit of a, a controversial topic at times. Yeah, we did have the same sort of uh, issue, but um, it's been sorted out by our Supreme Court. Chief Justice interpreted the constitution that you can be a dual citizen and be a member of parliament. So it's not an issue anymore. But for all intents and purposes, you are, of course, through and through a Nauruan. Um, and, you know, even at Barcelona, you'd already represented Nauru uh, here in New Zealand and Auckland at the Commonwealth Games. You'd won gold medals. Yep. Aside from world championships, was that your first major, major event on the world stage? I, I also competed at the regional games, specific games. But for a big games, the Commonwealth Games would be my first as a very young 18, 19-year-old um, at the Auckland 1990 Games. And I was the only athlete at, at that time, too. So it was a bit of everything. So it was athlete shift and mission, and and, <laughs> and um, it was very um, new to me. But we created history back in 1990. When you arrived in Auckland for those games, did you think what was to unfold was possible? Did you think you could do as well as you did? No, not really. Um, I was not ranked in the top three. I, I knew I had a, a, a little chance if, if everything goes well. Um, I had a bit of luck going my way as well. Um, but never did I think that uh, I would win a medal or, or even a gold medal. So that was a, a really uh, big surprise. Uh, so it was a really good result for us. I know we're talking about the Olympics here, but what did that mean for the people of Nauru when you went home? What was the reaction like? Oh, the whole nation stopped. No, I was still in high school, just finishing high school in Melbourne. So the government asked me to come back home. They had a public holiday, big parade around the island. It was huge, um, massive celebrations on island. And then, of course, on to Barcelona 92. What was it like to represent Samoa? Because, you know, you are now ruined. It was, a, I guess, a weird situation. But uh, how do you remember that experience of your first Olympic Games? Because I guess you had great success in Auckland, but this is obviously another level again. Yeah, the Olympic Games is another level, uh, for sure. Um, I guess um, the way I, I attacked it was I was looking at um, just performing and see how I go at the world stage. And, and that's that's how I tackled it, you know, whether I represented Samoa or, or Nauru. You find that for the Pacific Islanders, we all barrack and cheer for each other. So we're all Pacific Islanders uh, um, when we go to those big games. What did the other Samoan athletes think about it? How did they treat you? Oh, very good. I knew most of their lifters who, who qualified, so we shared the same room. I would never forget, we had a visitor from one of the New Zealand boxer, 
in, in, in back in 92, and his name was David Tua. And he was staying with us, with the Samoans, um, because he knew all the Samoans. It just goes back on that thinking, you know, once once you're an islander, he was an islander, and history has shown that David Tua became huge in boxing, um, became a world champion uh, in boxing. And um, when I saw him back then, uh, and he was representing New Zealand, little did we know that he would be a very big um, person in boxing. And then, Marcus, of course, fast forward four years, Atlanta 96, finally you get the opportunity to represent Nauru on the Olympic stage. Um, your second Olympics, but your first to represent your country. Um, talk me through that, the memories of that experience. Representing your own country, you know, is a very proud moment, especially it's, it's a very first one. And also to be the flag bearer, it was, it was a special moment for me. It is a, a big difference representing Samoa. Having said that, I'm very grateful for Samoa for giving me that opportunity back in Barcelona. But yeah, it was a, a really, really special moment for me. And obviously you had great success at the Commonwealth Games in terms of medals, but the Olympics was a step up. Um, how do you reflect on your performances at the Olympic Games and, and what memories do you have of them? thought I could have done a bit better, but some things uh, just not under your control. I just had a a bit of bad luck with the very serious injury, especially in um, in Atlanta. Um, it's the only time I didn't score any total, um, and, and we call it the bomb out in, in weightlifting. It's the only time in my career, and it was our very first Olympic Games, so it was a huge um, disappointment for me. But, you know, going back and think about it, there was not much I could do when you have a very serious injury and, and you just train through it you know with all the pains and everything that that injury did that play a role in your decision as to when you retired from competing um that injury and plus age we don't get any younger um as the years went by um the body starts sending the message um to you that um it's time that your career is about to go downhill and you have to make a hard decision about retiring i actually retired after the Sydney Olympic Games in 2000, I retired for one year and then the, um, the Olympic Committee Commonwealth Games Association for Nauru asked me to make a comeback for the 2002 uh, Manchester Commonwealth Games. Um, I only did one year training um, for that. Um, you know, I had to lose 20 kilos. <laughs> it was very hard, um, but it was worth it. I, I came second. You know, I knew that I would never be in my peak condition just age um, catches up to everybody. Is that 20 kilograms that you'd put on since your retirement? <laughs> or? When I retired in 2000, within the year, I put on 20 kilos. And um, yeah. Enjoying your retirement? Uh, yes. Well, when I retired, because for 20 years, I've been losing body weight for 20 years. So I thought this is the time to really enjoy life. So that was a challenge in itself, apart from training and trying to perform at your peak. You know, in, in weightlifting, um, the hard work is actually in the gym. The easy part is the competition because that's where you put all the hard yakka. Uh, that's in the gym day in, day out. And you live on the edge and you try and push your body to the limit. And when it comes to the competition, you actually um, ease off and freshen up for the competition. And it's much easier in competition. You know, at one point, you basically were the narrow weightlifting uh, federation, uh, and then now it's you know very much a national sport, and 
something that you know people love watching and in the wider pacific region something they're very good at yeah one thing i have to say um the sport has really um done well in the region if you look at the success the way the sport has developed in especially in the pacific islands we've had a, a huge success we've seen medalists from papua new guinea um uh, samoa and at the last games in um, Gold Coast, Solomon Islands won their first ever medal in all sports and was in weightlifting. I'm, I'm very proud to be involved with this development in, in the region. You know, those, those lifters, um, in fact, were training when, when, when I was training. They were just young kids and, and now they're maturing and then they, they're reaching their peaks and they're doing very well for their country. It's something that um, when I look back on, I'm very proud to be part of. On Ireland, I'm still the current president of the weightlifting and also the regional Oceania president and member of the International Federation. It's a bit different um, when you're an athlete, but it's just a passion um, that I have that makes me work and keep working, um, not only for Nauru, but for the region. Uh, I just love the sport. Um, it has given a lot to me, so I thought, uh, you know, I, I should give back as well. But it's it's been a fantastic journey that's not ended yet. It's still going. Yeah, and talking about that legacy, so, you know, you had that initial success in Auckland and then continuing. Uh, what was it like for you to then see the likes of uh, Itae de Tenemo and Yuki Oropita go on and, and win Commonwealth medals in their own right? Yeah, um, you know, again, very proud proud moment for us. Um, we, we now have a, not only a legacy, but a, a very proud history in, in weightlifting where... We are the only Pacific Island country, population 10,000, that has not missed out on a medal at, at any Commonwealth Games since we first joined back in 1990. You know, when, when you look at the statistics, um, we're right up there as number one. You wonder, you know, why is this possible, um, especially when you're up against very big countries like, you know, the English and Australians, New Zealand and you know, these are very big countries with a lot of resources and we have done really well considering our size. So we, we hope to continue that legacy uh, and the success um, at next year's um, Commonwealth Games in, in, um, in the UK. You, of course, uh, did your high schooling in Melbourne. Uh, did they ever try and lure you over to the green and gold? There was, there was an offer. But the blue and gold was a bit <laughs> uh, was a bit stronger. Um, you know, I'm I'm an island boy. Uh, I was lucky that the government gave me a scholarship, fully funded, to go to high school, and then I went to the Royal Melbourne Institute of Technology after I finished my high school. So there was no need for me really. I was looked after well by my government, and um, I was quite happy just to represent the roof and compete. And of course, you've you've touched on the fact that you're now involved in the administration and sort of governance side of weightlifting, both locally in the region and around the world. Of course, you're also very much involved in politics on Nauru. Is, is that something that you fell into? Is that something you always thought was of interest? Um, how did you find yourself in parliament? No, um, nothing was planned to be a politician. Just that um, my, my father was a politician for two decades and um, it, it was just a timing. I guess families wanted me to continue that legacy. Um, so I took it on and um, I'm still here after almost, I'll be doing something like 16 years now as a member of parliament and, and help various um, 
portfolios in between. That's a challenge in itself, but you know, I, I love it. Um, you know, when you when you do good things to your community and, and your people, it's 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 a really good feeling. Because one thing with politics is when you're a successful sports person, you're beloved by your country. Obviously, you bring success. Everybody wants you to do well. But as soon as you go into politics, you know, 50% of your fans probably support the other side kind of thing or or maybe don't agree with every decision you make. Was it? Have you adapted to maybe they all do like you up there or have you adapted to a, a bit of a constructive feedback, should we say? Yeah, um, very true. You know, politics uh, can be very nasty. But if you accept the fact that you do your job for your people and your constituent, that's, that's all that they can ask of you. In, in life, you all have your ups and downs. And uh, I've accepted that fact. That's a reality of life. And uh, I've been able to move forward all the time. I, I don't like to be negative and ponder on negative things. I like to do things and, and move on and um, and do as best as you can. What's harder, getting legislation through the house or uh, trying to lift hundreds of kilograms? <laughs> it depends, it depends. Um, politics and sports are you know, a bit different. In, in sports, you control your own destiny, but in politics, it's more numbers and, and a group uh, game. So uh, you do a bit of lobbying here and there. It's a different game, if you like to call it. Yeah, and I suppose um, you know, as a minister, as a member of parliament, as president of Nauru, you, you obviously have a huge role there in shaping policy and direction of the government. But now in your role as the speaker, uh, a bit more diplomacy, I guess, is required. You are there to sort of keep everybody else in order. Yeah, I think the speaker is much easier. <laughs> All you have to do is just make sure that your house is in order and you keep you keep the members um, under control and make sure that the seating goes well and smoothly. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying my role as a speaker. It's good because um, we, we have a lot of young MPs as well and they come and ask for guidance and it's good to pass on your knowledge and experience to them, make sure that they do the right thing and you keep to standards and so forth. Um, so uh, I, I have a role, not only as speaker, but also with the younger um, MPs to show them the ropes and do things properly. The rough and tumble of politics, you have had your, your share of skirmishes in terms of, you know, when you were president and uh, administrations in and out sort of thing. Um, does it ever get a bit much? Do you ever think you need a quieter life or, you know, you say you love the role? Uh, is, uh, do you see yourself there for a long time yet? Uh, we've we've had politicians who died in office. Um, I don't I don't like to be one of those um, members of parliament. I I'm quite happy. Uh, I've done so much in my life that I'm quite happy to pass on the role to somebody else, provided um, you know I've done my time and I think it's my it's my call to say I've done enough. It's time to move on. Yes, there's there's always that thinking behind when is that right time um, because. Uh, Politics can get and take a lot out of you. you. You meet a lot of people, a lot of appointments, um, not only at work, but also in your own community. You have to understand also that uh, we are a small community and everybody goes to see you if they have problems, all kinds of problems, if I, I put it that way. Um, so you become like a, a big fatherly figure to everybody. And, and at the same time, we have a job to do to run the country and make sure that this country is heading the right way. We have a future, the country is sustainable. You know, we look at in, employment for our people and opportunities and, you know, it's, it's a big job. Um, it's, it's a real serious job. This is, you're talking about lives and livelihood of 
of your people. I've been through many, many um, lows in, in the history of Nauru, and I'm very glad now that the country's back on track and, and, and very sustainable, which is very important for us. Tokyo Games next month, well, there should be. I think there looks like there's going to be now. Um... What are, your, what are your thoughts on that? Obviously, Nauru will be sending, you know, some athletes. Uh, there's obviously COVID, you know, ramifications in terms of safety, in terms of uh, vaccines and whatnot. And, and I guess just it's going to be a completely different sort of sporting event than we've probably ever seen before with all the restrictions and a lack of crowds, et cetera. Um, what's, the, what's the feeling locally? Uh, some of your athletes that are going to go and, and what's the sort of vibe up on Nauru? We will be sending, um, if we're lucky, we have two athletes. Probably we'll have one athlete from weightlifting. We, we are really um, moving into the unknown. Um, this is the first time uh, we have a pandemic of this scale that has affected the world, you know, all around. We have a lot of challenges, you know, with our travel uh, to Tokyo. Um, you know, we have to get vaccinated. We, we are given 48 hours straight after your athlete is competed to return home and unfortunately there are no flights after the 48 hours uh, you know we have a lot of challenges you know we we are keen to support the games and and attend the games um, having said that um, you know speaking to our president and cabinet they are also very concerned for our safety in case something happens and and there's there's an outbreak in, in in japan as we speak we are very proud and lucky at the moment we're still covid free one of the very few countries left who are COVID-free. We're in the process of doing our second shot for the vaccine where 100% of the adult population will be covered in the next two, three weeks. You know, all our teams had their second shot. So uh, I don't really know what to expect in Tokyo, but uh, I can imagine that it, it won't be the normal games that you go and, and you're free to move around. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes um, when we get there. And finally, Marcus, um, obviously it's a long time since you've competed, as you say, it's uh, the body, the body caught up for other time, but uh, do you still, do you still hit the gym occasionally? Do you still lift the odd uh, bar? Do you still get drawn towards the weight plates? Um, I don't get drawn to the, to the bar. You know, I, I do a bit of exercising and just, just in general, um, just to stay fit. You know, the big thing for us is fishing here. It's, it's a really good way of exercising and enjoying it at the same time. So I do a lot of fishing here whilst um, we are locked down from the rest of the world. So in a way, it's not too bad for us. It's, it has forced us to do things which couldn't do before. Um, you know, more time for the community, more time to look after people and, and do things in the community and, and enjoy the fishing.